The bidding strategies for Google can be very complex because you have everything from enhanced cost per clicks to max clicks to max conversions, max conversion value, T-ROAS, CPM-based buys, all sorts of stuff, right? So you have to align the right goal with the right bidding strategy, but you have to know the pros and cons. We actually did a, a video on this prior, but I actually want to delve a little bit deeper to make sure you're more informed as possible when you develop these campaigns so you can get a better revenue for your client. So let's just jump in. We actually have our Medium article here that um, I developed. And the reason why I include a lot of these Medium articles is because I want to make sure you can follow along. So after we discuss it on video, if you want to look at any special formulas or any special definitions or terminologies or just have that hard copy to follow or even distribute, um, you know, please take a look and share it with your friends. I, that's fine with me. That's why I made it. But um, I want you guys to to, you know, if you guys want to take a harder look, I mean, this is definitely the way to do it. So let's, let's dive a little further. So when we have, when you're first looking at your bidding strategy, it's not even the strategy first you have to look at, it's the goal. So the first is if you want somebody to take direction on your site, that's a conversion goal. When you want to generate traffic, that's max clicks, cost per clicks, focusing on clicks in general. Then you have brand awareness, you have, generating awareness. So that's CPM or viewable CPMs. Then you have video ads, right? And the video ads are for long form messaging, it's cost per view. Sometimes it's a CPM for like 15 non-skippable video content. And the video ads generate consideration. That's, that's their primary goal. So now we've discussed some a very high level, what our goals are. Let's talk about the different options, right? What is smart bidding and manual bidding? Well, my friends, smart bidding's here to stay. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Do I think cost per click or manual is going away? No, I don't think so. I think it'd be chaos if it did. I think it's here for going to be here for a few more years. Um, but I think we should be really using smart bidding as much as possible with our conversion buys. These buys are just getting so more, so much more complex and it's so much more crowded market space, right? So the only way to really keep up is to have the machine do it for us and to keep track of where people are at. And their conversion funnel, are they intent to buy? Do they need more time? Have they already been exposed and they've been exposed six times and the machine actually identifies this person as ready to buy for our campaigns? That's all done through algorithms and machine learning. So we need to make sure that we understand that that's the best place for conversions, right? Unless of course uh, you're doing, like I said, cost per clicks and you're just sending traffic. Um, but of course, let's start with smart bidding. And when we talk about smart bidding, we talked about conversion. So let's talk about these first um, bidding strategies that we can uh, delve into. So we have cost per ac action or targeted cost per action. And these are great ways to increase your conversions. But when I say conversions, it's it can mean a couple of things. It can mean ATC, add a cart, initiate checkout, IC. It can mean submit lead form. It could mean um, Legion as well. So the pro is that it actually, um, drives that those particular, uh, events at a targeted cost. The algorithm favors conversion tracking. So it actually has a lot of unprofitable clicks. You won't get a lot of like misclicks here, right? Cause you're trying to get that specific action at that specific cost. So it'll do whatever it can to, to make sure the click fits the action or the, the event 
when it actually happens down the, the funnel once people land as from the click. Um, the cons are you cannot set the big cost per kick bid cap. Uh, the TCPA requires a healthy budget. You know, your daily budget needs to at least be two times your targeted CPA um, to learn quickly, right? And it could be possibly a little bit higher. Um, these are best, of course, when you have one, maybe two actions, or if you want to do sales, it's one or two different products that are even similar. So um, understand this is almost like a very limited um, limited buying that you're doing for a limited SKU, right? Or a limited action, I should say. Then, of course, you have targeted return on ad spend. And these focus on a certain ROAS um, targeting a specific ad spend in relation to what you set the ROAS at, right? So basically, if you set it at a five ROAS, it'll try and get there. Now, I don't recommend using any targeted ROAS for uh, target return on ad spend at five. I do the best when it's low, when it's between two and a half and three. Sometimes you have the most three and a half. That generates the, the lowest return on ad spend um, or spend itself to get the highest conversion value back. And that's what spews up your ROAS. Um, the pros is it was made for e-commerce e platforms with multiple SKUs, right? Because the cool thing is, is um, like we talked about earlier, it's only a few SKUs, right? One or two or just limited actions for T ROAS, it's actually the opposite. It's actually, you want to put, you know, you actually want to give it as many variables as possible from cheap to expensive to, so it can work within your T ROAS guidance within your daily budget. So that way it will enter as many auctions as possible. If the, you see, if you actually drive the ROAS, the targeted ROAS even lower, that's ideal. So that's how it, that's its key to make it work. Um, it gravitates towards buying ready audiences. Um, the cons are is it needs a feedback loop, right? Because it's, it's coming back with revenue guidance based on, you know, your particular SKUs. So if it makes that sale, it needs to have it come back. So that's, it doesn't have that, right? And it has to be accurate, guys. You need to be really checking accuracy of your, um, of where, you know, of your actual, um, transactions in your revenue, right? Um, I always like to check it every couple months just to make sure it's accurate. We do, um, product, yeah fake promos actually to do that. So that's, you guys should definitely be doing that and, and double checking, you know, that against your, um, against your Shopify spending reports or whatever spending reports they have, making sure they're semi close, close, you know, relatively in the same ballpark. Um, because, you know, the last thing you want is to have, you know, faulty data on revenue of all things and, you know, purchases that were there, purchases that didn't happen that your the system reported, right? So always keep that in mind. Your feedback loop has to be good. So constantly audit that. Um, and then of course the goal, like we were talking about is to find the lowest spend threshold for the highest conversion value. And like I said, that's at the fruit of TROAS. Now, we're going to revisit this though, by the way, when I'm, when I'm going to talk about uh, maximum conversion value, but maximum conversions is a little bit different than targeted CPA because remember those are conversions too. So max conversions are with, again, a limited uh, event that you want to track, such as lead gen, ATC, submit lead form, whatever you want it to do. And you want to drive the maximum highest volume of conversions for that budget, right? So it's going to say, instead of relying on your, you know, whatever, $50 cost per TC, uh, cost per action, 
it's going to actually say, okay, instead of that, because we said do two for that hundred dollars, I'm going to see as many as I can get. Right. Um, this is pretty cool. Again, it, it, if you're working with a, um, with a uh, few SKUs, right. Or, or limited actions. Now, when I've done maximum conversions versus TCPA, I actually did better with TCPA. And the re reason why was this was really cool. So what I did was I, um, I felt I actually found the benchmark basically through max clicks, right? So I, I found out where we were at. I started there. I was like, okay, so this is the baseline, you know, after it's been fully learned, roughly 15 to 20 conversions over 30 day period, right? It should be 30 for 30, but I actually do 15 or so. So once it hits that, um, once I find that threshold and I switch to conversions, I start working it down. Right. So for that $50, when I find out it's through max clicks, I, I actually say, okay, so that's what it is for that one week. Let's bring it down right to 45. Let's bring it down to 40. And that's how you bring down your targeted CPA, right? With max conversions, you can't do that. So, you know, keep that in mind. And like I said, with, it was one instance where I was getting a targeted submit leave form for $60 for a client at the very end of the process after I think a month or no, it was about two months. I think we had them down to like $15. So, but that was through this lowering it and leveling it, right. Using different creatives and really just bringing it down that targeted CPA. But I, but I, when I did it, I made sure that I always was, I had to wait sometimes, right? Because I had to relearn and, and just keep adjusting down. So it wasn't like every week I could do it. And then also um, when you're doing that, you know, I, I only adjusted it like 25% or so or 20%. It wasn't very much because I wanted to bring it down. Um, I didn't want to rush it because I knew if I brought it down too much, it wouldn't spend. So, um, you know, uh, so... Uh, that's for maximum conversions. Maximum conversions I'm using right now, eh, it's so-so. I think the target CPA is a lot cooler. Um, but as long as you're, you're, it's, you're realistic, you have to be very realistic with it, and then you can start bringing it down. Um, maximum conversion value. Okay, so again, this is part of the value-based portion of the bidding strategy. Now, why wouldn't we always just do maximum conversion value, right? This is a very good question. When you have T-ROAS, and you have maximum conversion value, what, why wouldn't you just do maximum conversion value, right? They'll take the budget and then give it the maximum conversion value, i.e. the name maximum conversion value. The name maximum conversion value will automatically skew towards your highest AOV or average, highest average order value. So therefore you always, well not always, but I prefer, <laughs> I gotta watch what I say, I prefer to do T ROAS, right? Because not, you don't want to always skew to the highest or spend, you know, skew the whole buy to the highest, the highest return, right? Cause that's usually what will happen. Then it'll work its way down to medium to see if it can even get those, right? T ROAS works a little different because T ROAS, you actually want to enter the lowest or one of the lowest, right? Two and a half to three and a half, like we talked about. Have it come in, have it win some auctions at the lower priced auctions, right? That's why it's able to work so well. So what it'll do is it'll actually win so many buys. After it wins its bottom clearance, it'll go to, it'll even go higher, it'll go to the medium clearance. That's when the RAS starts to build. Then it'll throw money to the highest bidder or the highest AOVs. And then eventually those will convert over a day or so. That's how it's able to do it, right? So you'll always have that. Now, again, like I was saying, you'll always have that minimum set and as well as that medium set. 
So at the same time, it's throwing, like I said, darts at the top, right? And then you have, sometimes it actually works to get multiple medium um, uh, SKUs as part of the purchase. So if somebody buys a couple things at a medium price, it's almost the equivalent of buying at a higher price, but you wouldn't know that unless you set it to like a lower TROAS. See, that's how it works. Maximum conversion value automatically does, it's almost like the opposite. It starts higher, then it comes down. That's why, um, that's why that bidding strategy works for me. Feel free to reach out for that too. I mean, I, I love, I love explaining this stuff. Sometimes it's, I go nuts. <coughs> And then you have enhanced cost per clicks. Um, yeah, these are these adjust your cost per clicks uh, when it's uh, basically what you're doing is you're optimizing the buy to higher intent audiences. That's all it's really doing. So you're just paying for those higher intent audiences to facilitate those purchases for conversions or conversion uh, value or conversions to do something such as lead gen. Um, then of course you have maximum clicks. Um, these are in the manual bidding family. That's where I'm at now, right? So. Um, these generate a lower cost per click. They raise impression share, short learning periods. Um, clicks and conversions are lower quality, right? And we see this a lot. I mean, not even on Google, but we see it on Facebook, right? Because even on Facebook, I do cost per click campaigns or I do uh, landing page view campaigns, right? And the cost per click comes out at 20 to 30 or 40 cents. Then when you switch to conversions, all of a sudden it's like a dollar, Right. But that's because you're paying for a high intent person. You're, you're actually paying for people who are frequent buyers, people who have been hit a few times. It'll actually identify that and say, this person's, man, this person's been hit like six times. They're about to, they're about to crack. That egg's about to, to crack open and spend that money. That chicken's about to fly out of there. Right. So that's what, that's what's so cool about when you switch to conversions, but you have to pay for it. See, that's why the cost per click gets high. Um, so. Again, maximize clicks. You're just sending traffic. It's a great way to start a campaign too. I like to, I like to do this, but at the same time, when you do, when you do max clicks or you do uh, manual cost per clicks, the problem is, is you always have to make sure you're always using a bid cap close by, you know, make sure, you know, um, not to spend more than like six bucks or so, or even seven, like, I mean, that's even too high itself, but, um, you don't want to make sure, just make sure it's not getting, spending $10, 12, you know, $15 a cost per click, um, just for max clicks. That means you're just wasting, that's low, that's a uh, low quality traffic. Um, and then another word on that is, uh, you'd, you basically, uh, your, your ad budget will spend in full, um, and then another thing is you'll have minimum time to view, monitor, and adjust the bids. Um, and then, like I said, make sure you set a threshold, a cost per click threshold. Uh, and then, oh yeah, and then also it's not an optimal way to earn ad rank or cost per conversion if you use max clicks. Because remember, max clicks, um, they're, they're just bulk, right? They're really, um, if you're looking at ad rank, which is more of a, a SCAG, single keyword ad group, uh, approach. And that's when you use ad rank equals your cost per click times your quality score. Your quality score is developed from your landing page experience and your um, uh, keyword relevancy and your historical data. And all that's factored times your cost per click and that equals your ad rank. Well, then there comes a question, are quality scores even relevant? You know, some people still use Skag. I have a couple of campaigns that use Skag, but really you should, you should start 
skewing your bias towards single theme or single topic ad group, you know, uh, let the algorithm work for you. But again, that's smart bidding and those are conversion buys at that point. So make sure you, you keep that in mind. Now, of course you're doing this right now because you're, you're, you're trying to see which, which ads or which keywords kind of pop, right? I get that. So that's, that's kind of cool. And again, you know, you really want to look at roughly, they say 30 for 30, I'm, you know, 30 conversions over 30 days. I'm big on um, 15 or so 15. I think you're fine there. You're definitely going the right direction, even 20, 15 to 20, somewhere around there. Um, although a lot of people disagree with that and that's fine. Do whatever you want. Uh, then, of course, you have manual cost per clicks. Um, these are the highest level of control. They take more time and work, um, and it's manually set, um, and it doesn't leverage any machine learning, really. Um, this is this is about as skag as it gets. <laughs> so, um, wow, you're uh, you're definitely about sub, uh, you know, uh, four years ago at that point. So, um, yeah, so I think that's really it. Um, you know, I, I think it's a good place to stop. So I wanted to say, first of all, thank you for joining us. Uh, again, we are on, um, this is a, we have a podcast version of this that's on, uh, Apple podcast that's on Amazon and even audible. I actually found it was on audible the other day. I didn't even know it. Um, and then of course, uh, we have, um, we are on rumble as well. I actually just started, uh, uh, uploading videos there as well. So thank you so much for your time and I greatly appreciate it. You have a great week. Thank you.